Hi, I'm April. Hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet where you can hear topics discussed. April, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Um, my name's April. I'm Jim's wife, uh, and I don't have anything to plug. Ryan, same question. Uh, my name's Ryan, and I'm I'm also Jim's wife. Uh, we trade off <laughs> oh, biweekly. Cozy. Uh, and I'm also a composer and sometimes sound designer for video games. And I don't have anything to plug because I don't have anything coming out soon. So I don't know. I did a good dad joke on Twitter the other day. You can go, you can go peep that. Yeah, you can link to that. I'll link it to it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, my my Twitter lately has been about about the ravens that have taken up um, building a a nest behind my courtyard at work. <laughs> they keep going into the trees that are around our courtyard and breaking off branches and then swooping off to their nest to to add them to their nest. That's amazing. Uh, a raven's nest is called a corpse. I don't know if you knew that. No, but that's amazing too. I, well, I just made it up, but it, it feels real. So what's really cool to me is that these ravens have been hanging around for a few months now. And like, I've always con- like thought of them as siblings because they're always like fighting with each, <laughs> over, each other over like dead things and stuff that they found in the dumpster. Just like human siblings. But now... I realized that they're actually a couple and it's really sweet. Oh, that's that's romantic. It is romantic. They're like, no, it's my dead skunk. No. So we're dealing with a domestic abuse situation. Not abuse. They're just, you know, stealing the skunk back and forth forever. Oh. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It is. There's a poetry there. Just keep an eye on it in case it gets aggressive. Like, don't be the neighbor who didn't call. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just yeah. call animal control. Animal <laughs> yeah. control, I have a domestic abuse situation I need to report. <laughs> animal control spousal division. Like I, I think there's a skunk in there too. The skunk might not be very happy. Oh man, what are the, the names of Odin's ravens? Like Munin and what's the other one? Shoot. You got me. I could just do another lie about ravens. That worked real good the first time. It's true. I played a video game about one of those ravens called Munin. So that's the one I could have guessed. Damn it. <laughs> if only we had the internet. Thanks, coronavirus. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, the worm took down our data plan. <laughs> how, how are you planning on distributing this episode in a, a post-internet landscape? Oh, I'll just bury a cassette tape in the ground. Hell yeah. That's authentic. Your New York accent just came out there. Barry. Burry. 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 Barry. That's how Burry. I say it. Basketball. Basketball. Basketball sounds normal. Okay. That's how the word basketball is. It's <laughs> Burry. There was a guy in in middle school who insisted that the way I pronounced basketball made it sound like I was from New York, which I was. Uh-huh. So I figured, well, I guess this is this kid knows what he's talking about. But- <laughs> he, he fucking got your number. He just means that that's how basketball is set in New York and most cities across the country. So right. there is a chance, and he just happened to really nail it. Sort of what I'm hearing. Are you guys ready for some topics? <laughs> yeah. I forgot that we're supposed to do those. <laughs> so let's do them. It's a good thing I'm here. Okay, uh, Dad. <laughs> Ryan, your first topic is the spigot question Jim keeps avoiding. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a bit of a pre-question for this first before I kind of elucidate on what that is, if you don't mind. Sure. 
Uh, why, Jim, this is for you specifically. Why are you a coward? Because I've had, <laughs> I've had this question in the topic bucket since I started coming on this show, and it's it always seems like it gets avoided. And I just want to know, like, is this a fo- does this touch on a phobia you have? Listen, you just came up with a bunch of better topics than this one, <laughs> and, and no. so I picked those instead. See, I f- I forced Jim's hand by only giving him two topics this time. <laughs> it's just like. Look, I've got two topics. He had to really reach deep into the bucket and this <laughs> Icarus black monster is what came out. So the, the spigot question that Jim keeps avoiding is um, if you had a, a spigot or faucet on your body somewhere, where would it be and what liquid would you want it to produce? And if time, what is the dark cost you would pay to have this? So it would be poop. You can't. You can't use a pre-existing spigot. I have to make that very clear. It would be a new spigot, a fresh one. New spigot installed in my butt. Poop comes out of it, and the cost is that poop is now angled forward instead of down, and so the poop just sprays out of the toilet and hits the wall every time. Is that what happens when you pee when you sit down? Yeah, no, so now it's both kinds of fluids that come out. <laughs> oh, so you you just want to you want to kind of make yours like a double barreled. I'm I'm hoping that they'll cancel each other out because like after you like when you go in the toilet and then you flush the toilet, they're gone. So it's like probably there was a chemical reaction where the pee and the poop like just become water, and hopefully that'll happen on the wall too. Wow! And then but then you still have a wet wall, like you don't get off scot free. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like, like black mold only goes so far. In your wildest spigot-related fantasy, <laughs> you mix both halves of your waste disposal system of your body, and it just it results in a wet wall in your bathroom and some black mold. Yeah. Yes. I okay. <laughs> so make sure I want to make sure I'm on the same page. It seems like wow. we're all getting it. So I really like ketchup. So I would like a ketchup. Uh, producing elbow because that sounds nice. Oh shit. So you can just be like and like kind of (laughs) you make like an armpit fart but then somebody's burger gets blasted. Yeah. You know you don't want it to like come out of your like hands right because you use your hands you don't want to accidentally like trigger the like ketchup hands when you know when you're like you know you don't want like you're like icing a cake and you're like oh no I I triggered my ketchup hand <laughs> it's like ruined right so instead yeah. you know I'll have a ketchup elbow and you know you got the hot dog you're like wow I could really go for some ketchup and then you just whoosh, you just like swipe your elbow right over the top of that hot dog and there you go perfect hot dog and this has the advantage of like if someone bumps into you in the subway and then later they're like oh, i didn't bump into you you could say <laughs> you got that ketchup where'd that ketchup come from yeah, then huh? some ketchup also oh, it's nice uh body temperature ketchup you know like because cold ketchup is weird right you want it to be like room temp yeah it's gotta yeah you can't that shit cannot come out like gazpacho like ice cold that it won't be the spigot that will be what turns people off well, you know, I mean, maybe it could just be like, just uh, like I could have a little cap on it on, on my elbow. But then, of course, like if it's not coming out, we have to turn you as a person upside down and kind of like tap your feet a few times. It's true. <laughs> but I'm OK with that. OK, as long as, you're, as long as you're really considering the risks. Can I ask I maybe a question for both of you? Because we didn't I don't think we got that far. Are you imagining your faucets 
I'm scared to finish this. Are you are you imagining they are like the faucet of a sink or an old timey uh you know the the thing you hook your hose up to outside or is it like a fleshy I was definitely thinking like the uh the garden hose connector. Oh no, I was definitely thinking of fleshy protuberance. <laughs> that is so interesting because I really thought you both were gonna flop flip-flop on that. And I thought for sure Jim was Jim was thinking like a flesh hose. Another one. And then April was April was gonna have an old timey like another one. He just wants a second penis, basically. Huh. <laughs> yeah, and I thought you were gonna have like a really bespoke, like steampunk, like brass and wood. Well, the first one is so good. The first one <laughs> really treats him right. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so what kind of spigot would you like, Ryan? I can't. I could use some opinions on where it would go. I'm thinking like maybe just like top of my forearm or something, kind of like a cannon. Uh, I think it would be dope if it just shot. If it just shot blood, but not. <laughs> but, but hear me out. But not. My blood. It shoots like what? What is it like? O negative or whatever is like the universal donor. It shoots that shit. So you're you're picking some like O negative person in the world, and you're going to be like removing their blood when you use this thing. You're making this spigot that comes out of my physical body such an eldritch horror. Listen, I don't want to shoot my own blood. I want to shoot Magic Johnson's blood. <laughs> Why would you choose Magic Johnson's of any ones you could choose? You chose someone who has HIV. Hey, he was cured. He's not cured. Oh, wasn't he? I thought somebody was cured. Yeah, like, nobody's been cured of HIV. I'll, I'll put this in the show notes when I find it. <laughs> I, but I think that is a fair assessment because, like, I don't want to drain Magic Johnson, but, like, something's got to be good with this blood because that dude had a dangerous condition and he's lived for fucking ever. So, like, let's think about that. Yeah, because yeah. he has hella money. That's the cure. <laughs> he can go to the doctor. I forgot. Is lots and lots and lots of money. So maybe you should just have a spigot that shoots liquid money. (laughs) I don't, I I wish I'd thought of that because that's a much better idea than what I said, but I have to stick to it. (laughs) So two things. One, I kind of miss donating blood. It made me feel good about myself and I can't do it anymore because of a medication I'm on. will kill people. So I could do that and I could just go to the blood bank and like fill up bags and feel good about myself and get a free cookie. So like (laughs) win-win. I could I could do that with my spigot too. They just wouldn't be as happy about it. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and then two, at parties and shit, when I meet new people and they'd be like, "What's up with your faucet arm?" and I'd be like, "Oh, it fucking whips. It shoots like Kool Aid blasters from the '90s. Remember that?" And then when blood comes out of it, I could just be like, "Ah, ah!" And like <laughs> pretend to have like a panic attack. And I feel like that would that would work once or twice and be pretty entertaining. Oh man, that's so that's so traumatizing for. The people that you trick. Yeah, but I, I karmically make up for it by donating blood. So I'm in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. I did a good thing once, so it's okay. I can traumatize everyone. <laughs> right. I remember, I remember reading that blood has a similar albumin content to egg whites. And so... I don't know what albumin is. I don't know either. Cool. But, but you use it... Uh, <laughs> But it it means that you Sick. can like whip it into whip a it good. whip it into a um, whip it into um what do you call the the meringue whip it good okay you're being very helpful are you talking about stiff peaks yeah stiff peaks you're yes. talking about those you can whip peaks. blood into stiff peaks so I've heard you can make uh you can make vegan 
It's not vegan. Yeah, it's not at it's all vegan. It's the opposite of vegan. If it's vegan, if if the human consents. <laughs> you can make like the, the first carnivorous meringue is what I'm so, hearing. And that's yes. fucked up. So eating blood is actually really bad for you. It makes you sick. What if it's stiff peaks blood? <laughs> Pretty sure it still makes you sick. You have to aerate it. Maybe we can decaffeinate it and then it'll be it's healthy. No, because it's caffeinated. Well, it's a it's metaphor. because it's blood. <laughs> Metaphorical. No, it's not because it's blood. It's got something in there that we can, with science, can remove. Science. That's, science take care of it. I think we can all agree that this question really had some fucking legs and Jim was wrong to leave it off the docket for so long. I, so. I agree. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad all three of us agreed to that. Jim this, did do it. He made it the first topic, Ryan. <laughs> you forced his hand by not coming up with enough content, and I thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, are you guys ready for another topic? Sure. April, your topic is New Decade Reading Resolution. Oh, man, I just got hit with a big yawn. Uh, excuse me. No, that's good podcast juice. Let him hear it. That's authentic. New, it's a new decade, you know? It's it's the year of our Lord, the plague. And, uh, oh man, Ryan's doing stuff on the spreadsheet. That's distracting. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and I I made a, 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 re- a reading resolution and I've been mostly pretty good about it. Um, trying to read 20 minutes a day. I haven't been great the last couple of weeks, but it's been a really kind of stressful last couple of weeks. So I'm um, trying to be a little bit more proactive about it. I did my reading today, so that's good. Yeah, I was um, just going to say, like, I, I did this too, and I have also not been doing great in March. Yeah, I think March has just been not so great for the world. And so sometimes your resolutions slip a little bit. But you know what? We're sheltering in place. We're going to do our reading resolutions. So say you. Not I'm the boss. Okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've been, you know, been reading some stuff. And I think also part of the problem was that I was reading a book that I, I got the, I got the first Witcher book. Well, not the first, but the like one that they say they being the internet says you should read first. And it's, it's good. The problem is, is that the show is actually extremely faithful to these short stories. Um, so faithful that I'm like, well, I already know exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. So it's not <laughs> that thrilling to read. So I just started reading something else instead. Um, and right now I'm reading a book called Middle Game by Seanan McGuire. Um, and it's about alchemy and math and words. Um, and it's been, it's been a pretty wild ride so far. Um, and I've just been enjoying, like I love reading, but I always like forget to make time for it. Um, so it's, it's nice to like make time for it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I I feel like as an adult, I, um, kind of stopped reading books when I stopped taking the bus to work, Mm -hmm. when I started commute, like telecommuting instead, but I still read a ton. I just read it on screens and I read it in short form stuff. I either like read articles or um, short stories mm-hmm. on websites. Yeah. And for some reason, I feel like that doesn't count. I mean, because you don't have the trophy of a finished book when you're done with it. it I mean, everything counts. Yeah. 
Well, certainly but it all counts towards if you're, uh, if you're, spending the time I have in the rest of my life. Sure. But if you're reading, like, if you're, you know, like, my goal is to read books. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be your goal. Yeah. Your goal can just be to read. Yeah. Anything. Your own driver's license, the ingredients on the side of a container of hummus, like, all of it counts if you set the bar mm. low. Hummus. I just read the, my What's driver's your favorite license. kind of hummus, Ryan? I could read my driver's license every night. Every night before you go to bed. Yeah, except for when you lost it. <laughs> yeah, but I found it again. Right? <laughs> it's riveting. My favorite hummus, April, is this local one. Um, I think it's local by the Hope Company, and it's just like Thai, like yellow Thai coconut curry hummus. Whoa. I know, it blows me up. That's pretty wild. There's um there's a hummus that you can get at the like local farmers market around here that I always forget to go to that probably isn't going to happen for the next several weeks but regardless it's like a spicy black bean hummus oh my god and it's so good um it does have like I think it counts as a hummus because it does also have garbanzos in it garbanzo beans in it but yeah it's really good Jim really but- likes the the like red bell pepper hummus me too. I can't believe I'm getting hungry so soon after Spigot Town, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry too. We we cooked dinner together, but um, I'm already hungry. Yeah, we made some some turkey kielbasa at, with like bell peppers on the like sheet pan, and then some parmesan risotto. Oh my god! It was pretty Stop good. It. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'll pour you some Crispix later. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of cereal. Especially when I make it for her. Yeah, you know how to do it special. Yeah. It's always better when someone else makes you food. That's you know? true. Yeah. It does feel nice. I actually love to cook and I do most of the cooking in our house now, even though Alicia's the better cook, just because she hates doing it because it feels like a chore to her. So we have this sure. fun, iron- ironic, <laughs> double, double twisted relationship going on with that, but... Um, so I love doing it, but every now and then, um, you know, she, she cooks for me or she cooks when I'm like teaching late or whatever. And it's always like, this feels nice. Even if you're like me and you love cooking to have someone make food for you. There are many times when I will like, just like work hard at cooking a thing and then I'll sit down and I'll just be like, I don't even want to eat this. And it's not that it doesn't taste good, but like (laughs) for whatever reason, I'm just like over it by the time I'm actually done cooking it. It's my, in my case, it's because I filled up on the ingredients as I was cooking it. That's not usually the, the reason for me. You assembled duck a l'orange in your tummy. And by the time you actually have a full one in front of you, it's like, well, I've already eaten this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. B- before we move on from reading, I wanted to recommend, I've been reading this short story series um, on uh, SCP Foundation. I think the series is called 555555. Five of them. Not sorry, not six. Five, okay. Five fives. Five fives. Uh, it. And it's by QNTM, who probably has a real name, but that's what they write under. Eh, maybe. Uh, and it's about the concept of antimimetics, or it takes that idea and runs with. It. The idea is that um, uh, the idea of an entity that can um, shield its knowledge from people. So, like, it could be in the room with you, and you might even be looking directly at it, and you can even see it, oh, but you just don't no. perceive it as being there. Yeah. Oh god, it's terrifying! That's horrifying! I got to scope that out. I love SCP. Oh, that and, reminds- and th- these stories fucking go places with that idea. It's really good. 
Yeah, Jim keeps like recommending this to me and he like wants to read them to me. But also we usually do our reading right before bed. And he's like, I'm just not going to read you this right before bed because I I tend to have incredibly vivid dreams and and often I have nightmares. Um, So he's yeah, so far he's he's protected my my overactive brain dream place. Yeah, that's that's smart. Jim, will you link those to me, though? That's that sounds like exactly my shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send you a link. I've read SCP before, but not not that specific series. So, yeah. Well, this is um, it's it's actually mostly prose form. So hell yeah, just get 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 ready for that shit. <laughs> get ready for prose form, motherfuckers. <laughs> before we move on, Brian, have you been reading anything good lately? Uh, I have. So I'm I'm reading the second book. I'm reading a couple of things. I'm reading the second book in um the Darker Shade of Magic trilogy. If you guys are familiar. Who's it by? Oh gosh, she's she's got initials. <laughs> um, <laughs> does that narrow it down at all? Mm. Uh, S. E. Nope. Hinton. Uh, v. E. Schwab. Not even close. Oh. Uh, J. Like, I- R. Tolkien. Stop it. And so, <laughs> it's a series about um, this. Uh, the main character is this this guy named uh, what his the name of what he is called an Antari, and he's like believed to be the last of his kind and they have a special kind of magic that lets them be able to teleport between kind of different dimensions of the same place so he lives in a place called red london which is like in harmony with magic everybody has magic everybody uses it all the time it's commonplace and in the book he ends up traveling to what's called gray london which is kind of like the medieval fantasy version of what we would just think of as real life london like there's no magic people don't believe it's real uh and he meets the other main character there and they kind of go on this adventure through like white London and, you know, towards black London and all the different variants on like medieval fantasy London and their relationships to magic. This sounds amazing. It, I think April, you especially would, would dig it. I think you should. Yeah. Can you, can you like text me the name of it later? Yeah, I will do that. Cool. And we'll put it in the show notes. And then uh, I'm also just reading a lot of like tabletop adventure books right now. Cause I'm running a D and D game for the first time. We did like our second Ooh. session. So I'm like reading ahead in the adventure book, especially while we're all on, you know, semi-quarantine. And like, that's kind of fun because it's like, you know, since I'm new to it, it's like reading a story where the there's holes in it kind of intentionally left there for you to fill in or bolt your own stuff on. That's really fun. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to be like, oh, when they get to this location, what can they do? And what characters could I add to this to make things specific to the people playing it? And so that, you know, that's... A little more closer to homework than just reading for strict form, but I'm I'm enjoying it. Cool. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. I, can I read it? Yeah. Jim, this is your question uh, or your topic. Uh-huh. Oops. Um, you can edit that out later. I'm not gonna. Oh shit. What does the Nakatomi Corporation do? Yeah, we watch Die Hard over Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, every year. Every year. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have to. <laughs> like you do. Uh, and like I realized while watching it, I just, it's not at all clear what this company does. No, it's completely unclear. Like what company needs to have like a crazy vault in their basement that has like eight layers of protection, I think. Non-negotiable bearer bonds. Filled with (laughs) non-negotiable bearer bonds. First of all, does anyone even in the room here even know what that is? No. No. Well, it's like a regular bearer bond, except you're not allowed to negotiate. Right. Do you, okay. 
fair. I know what non-negotiable it's, it's means, like but a what non-negotiable does bond, but you can hold fairer it. bond mean? I mean, I could. It would take me all night. You know, I definitely know, but I, it would take. <laughs> do, you know, do you know about gold bond medicated powder? <laughs> Are you aware of non-negotiable gold bond? Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> um, so, all right, so, so what, what I'm hearing is that we might not be capable of understanding what the Nakatomi Corporation does. <laughs> they they're either an SCP foundation themselves. A what foundation? Uh, the thing Jim was talking about before, it's like this SCP Foundation is this fake contributive fiction thing online where people write little like articles and stories about cryptids and stuff that this... They they write like descriptions of things that have been captured by the SCP Foundation. Oh. Like, yeah. if, like imagine like if you were just reading the database for the warehouse at the end of Ridge of the Lost Ark. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like that except all creepy. I, I do have a serious guess. I th- I feel like, <laughs> as I say this, this is getting less and less solid under me because now I'm like, do I remember this? But I really feel like there's a scene before Hans Gruber, spoilers uh, for people from 1981 listening to the show, um, <laughs> before Hans Gruber kills, what is his name? Mr. Mr. Takagi? Like, the, uh-huh. like the, yeah. the, main, the main Japanese dude is like the head of the fucking... If his name's Mr. Nakatomi, I'm going to blow my brains out. It's, it's no, it's Takagi. Okay, I'm right. Hell yeah. When he is up in his office and he kills him, isn't there like a huge architectural model of some kind in there? Oh, you're right. Yeah. There is. Yeah. It must be of a bearer bond. Yeah. It's an architectural <laughs> model of the next bolt that they're going to build for bearer bonds. Yeah, I just have this vivid memory that they build something. I don't think this is like an architecture or a contracting firm. Like... My hypothesis is that this is an investment firm. My hypothesis is that they make tiny toy guns. <laughs> All right. And the terrorists knew that they wouldn't be able to <laughs> fight back with their tiny guns. Let's put 30 seconds on the clock and you guys just go at it with each other. You both have to make points. <laughs> uh, so my, my hypothesis is based on the idea that like in the 80s, it was common for during the Japanese economic boom for Japanese companies to buy American companies and basically sell them for parts. Oh, okay. I could see that. And so I think this um, movie was playing off of this idea that this is one of those companies. It's like what what this company really does is invest in American properties or American companies and trades them like stocks, I guess. Right. That's not nearly as exciting as mine. No, it's not. It's not as exciting as the tiny guns, but it does explain why they would have a basement, like a money basement. Does it use tiny gunpowder? Like the tiniest gunpowder? <laughs> tiniest gunpowder. To shoot the tini- yeah, tiniest projectiles? The tiniest bullets. Oh. Little baby bullets. And, you're, and if you get hit by one, you're like, ah, what's stinging me? Yeah. Ah, ah. Ah, this one's biting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I always assumed. Um, so you know how like the, the, they're having the party on like like what like the thirty fifth floor or something like that, right? And then they go up a couple of floors for some reason to like interrogate what's his name um, Takagi. Takagi. I always assumed that they were like that. This big giant building is like yeah, it's the Nakatomi Plaza, but like only the one floor is the Nakatomi floor. The rest are just like floors that they're gonna like rent out to other people, yeah. other companies. I believe that, and so yeah. that's why I never thought that that 
that architectural model really had anything to do with Nakatomi. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. I, I think it may really what we're revealing is it does make the movie just unwatchable. Like this is all I'm going to think about next time. Well, you you know, like I, I'm a big fan of mystery and storytelling. You know, you got to present the, the viewer with compelling mysteries. And I think this is puts blows lost out of the water. <laughs> yeah, JJ Abrams, get out of here. You, <laughs> you don't know how to titillate me like these guys do. God, I really loved the first two seasons of Lost. And then I was like, oh, they don't actually know what they're doing. I remember um, reading that the the writers of Lost wrote the first season absolutely certain that it was going to be canceled after one season. So, so they just painted themselves into a corner and then when the show was going to be ongoing, it was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Whose idiot idea was it to put the polar bear? Like, now we got to fucking Craig, you know. Like, <laughs> Figure out what polar bears are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wish any ill will on J.J. Abrams, but if I may, the thing that I watched Lost when I was on and I love, like April, I loved like the first two or three seasons and then it started to like get real bad. But J.J. Abrams does this thing a lot where like his fans of his shows online or his movies will be like, ooh, this mystery he came up with? I bet it's this. And then that'll be the leading theory. Like with Lost, everyone was like, oh, they're in purgatory. And then J.J. Abrams will fucking creep out of you know, like velvet curtain of the internet and peek his head out and go, it's definitively not limbo. And then he'll go back in and then the show ends and spoiler to anybody who's watching it right now, it's fucking purgatory. Like it's exactly what he said it wasn't. And he's done that multiple times and it makes me crazy. Like, just don't say anything then. Yeah. Well, he probably didn't know. He probably was like, at the time. Yeah, no, idea. at the time <laughs> it was Definitely never... it was not purgatory <laughs> then. They had a big whiteboard and it said heaven, question mark, limbo, question mark, <laughs> and hell, question mark. And slowly throughout like six seasons, they just started crossing off one and then the other. And it was like, damn it. <laughs> I had a, a similar experience, which was when I was running those two ARGs to promote Frog Fractions 2 and, they, and people didn't know that the iSigil ARG was, was my ARG as well, I got an email asking, is, is this part of Frog Fractions 2? And I think I replied with something flip like, eh, it sounds more like Frog Fractions 3 to me. Like something that I thought was pretty, pretty non-committal, like not actually answering the question. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they took it as like gospel. This is not a Frog Fractions 2 thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is, if you read those forums, like every every once in a while, someone's going to be like, do you think this is part of Frog Fractions 2? And they're like, no, the creator said it wasn't. Wow. Oh, man, you really beefed it. They went right to the source, right to the old spigot. Yeah, they did. They thought you were giving it to them straight. And all they got was some water sprayed on their wall. <laughs> all they got was black mold and a wet bathroom wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you guys ready for another topic? Sure. Yes. April, your topic is favorite zoo animal. Yeah. Um, I want to hear about your guys' favorite zoo animals. Cause we, so we recently got a membership to the zoo. Um, mm. And Winston probably really likes the elephants best, is me, would be my guess. It's it's been very fun because he he really like digs the animals um, and he when he sees ducks he says quack 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 cute like a quack but it's kind of like a whispered quack it's very cute yeah yeah 
So, well, Jim, what's your favorite animal at the zoo? I really like that. What was the cat that was just sleeping right next to the the window? Oh, that was um that was a panther or wait, jaguar. A jaguar. That was a jaguar that was just like sleeping in a hammock that was like right where people could like stare like basically up its nostrils. Um, <laughs> and just yeah. had its back to the window and was just like, oh, fuck you guys. And it was just like, what what a what a convenient jaguar. <laughs> if you want to study animals that also the uh the bears are really good. Yeah, that I I really like the bears. Um that at the Oakland Zoo there's um like it's just a pool of water that the bears can play in and so often they are just putting on this amazing display of like wrestling in the water and you you can be like literally a foot from them. Um and they're just wrestling, biting each other in the face. So that's pretty fun. Just having a good bear time. <laughs> Very good yeah. bear time. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like um going and seeing the fruit bats. Um, oh yeah. Ooh. And we haven't been there when they're out during the daytime because I think it's been too cold. But a lot of times in the summertime they are out during the day. Um and they're so big and they have the cutest little fox faces and bats are really really neat because their their closest relatives are humans and they're also like they're more Ex- excuse me uh-huh they really so our closest relatives aren't bats but their closest rel- like relatives because all their other relatives died <laughs> yeah <laughs> are humans like yeah. The, like the punisher yeah like their their wings are just giant hands that is true and also bats are um so there's, I think, I'm pretty sure there's either five or 6,000 types of mammals in the world, and bats make up like a quarter of them, different types of bats. There are so many kinds of bats. They're just really like fascinating creatures. They can delay gestation, um, so they can become like impregnated, and they can just be like, no, you're, you're just going to just wait. You're going to wait to grow little little baby because I want to start gestating when all the other females that I hang out with start gestating. And then they have a maternal colony and they all give birth within one to two days of each other. And the older bats that have given birth before demonstrate how to uh, go into labor for the bats that have never given birth before. Like they physically gesture like how to, how to push the baby out. What the hell? That rules. Yeah, bats are amazing. Wow. If bats, all I learned from that, aside from the, the dope pregnancy demonstration thing, is that if bats, like, collectively ever figure out they can take us, like, we're <laughs> fucked. We're totally fucked. Like, it's over for, it's over for me. Yeah, no, they're going to, like, all give birth at the same time and overwhelm the healthcare <laughs> system. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Uh... Uh, Ryan, do you, have, do you have a favorite zoo animal? I don't know. This feels really basic, but like I've been to a couple of zoos where I saw the I saw platypi, sure, a platypus <gasps> at Ooh, a zoo oh, yeah. in Minnesota once, and like I know it's like the joke about them that like Mother Gaia or God or whoever. Well, they're fake. They're like they're a made up animal that right just scraped all the excess shit off the counter when she was done making everybody else. I'm like, I just put this crap in here, and it got a platypus. But then, like, you actually see one, and it's like, oh no, this literally looks like somebody, some freak, like stapled a bunch of different animal parts together, and 
Right. It was the Tyrell he, Corporation. We've covered this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my taxes pay for? Yeah. And so, like, it's they're crazy looking. And they also, collectively as a species, don't give a single shit that they're at the zoo. Like they they don't give two fucks about anybody being there. Like they don't they don't look at you. They don't acknowledge human existence in any way. Uh, it's it's the way that I would want to live if I if I was a zoo exhibit. I'd be like, don't talk to me. I'm I'm hungover. Just leave me alone. I want to go. <laughs> um, Amazing. So, yeah, and then the other one, if I can cheat and do an aquarium, which is kind of like a zoo for the sea. If you think about it, totally. Um, I'm a huge sucker for jellyfish. Like if I can, oh, yeah. if I can go to like the um, Monterey Bay Aquarium, as I'm guessing you two probably know, has an amazing jellyfish exhibit. Oh yeah, it's so beautiful. When I lived out there, and the yeah, it's totally insane, and it's just like the way they set it up, and it's just like I don't know. I'll watch a jellyfish in close and just be like, you know, what are they doing in there? What are jellyfish? Am I right? What the hell? What are they? They just they there's that one kind of jellyfish that just lives literally forever. Yeah, it just like, yeah. Because its body is so efficient at processing food and energy that it's just like, oh, I'm immortal. And they don't they don't care. They're just like fucking weird, freaky plastic bags that float around in the sea, except they're alive. And when I'm dead, it'll still be alive. And when yeah. the heat death of the universe happens, it'll still be there maybe. And it's like crazy to me. Oh, maybe the universe is a jellyfish. I think it, de- it definitely is. Better <laughs> than the existing theories. That's mm. a big stupid donut. Yeah, no, thank you. Now I want to go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Well, we have to wait. You're right. You guys should do a, an on-location episode from there. Wow. Whoa. Got to bring my field recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have to get and recover from coronavirus first. Yeah. I mean, if we're lucky, we already have it. <laughs> already had it. Right, yes. Yes, it's it's like uh, all the classic books that you want to have read, but you don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you know, I used to want to read classic books and now I'm just fucking over it. Now you just want to have read them. No, I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> I just want no. to read whatever makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like I gotta say, as as someone who remembers some of the classic books I had to read in school, like nobody gives a shit that I read Great Expectations. And I hated doing it. So like who wins? Miss Roy from ninth grade? Like she doesn't care. So it's not worth it. Like, go read a Garfield Fat Cat three pack if that's what makes you happy. I love Garfield. Yeah, and he's the great literature of the coming era anyway. Like, that's what they'll study in English. So it's fine. But they're gonna they're gonna ascribe like major themes to Garfield, and I mean Garfield to, does have major themes. And try to analyze lasagna. Them. <laughs> yeah. Mondays. What does the lasagna represent? <laughs> Sorrow. <laughs> no joy why not simply kick Odie from the ground why such a lofty height what might that entail in the literary mind uh before we move on from zoo animals i want to give a shout out to the onion jam at the oakland uh oakland zoo concession stand like it's just it's it's just cafeteria food like you get a burger and it's just a cafeteria burger but they put this onion jam on it that i just feel like i need to get this and have it in my house because it makes every food taste amazing. They put it on hot dogs too. Yeah, it's gross. It sounds kind of good. Every stupid thing that I'm like, don't turn that into a jam. Like asparagus jam, stop it. That's not supposed to. And then I have it and I always love it. So, Well, listen, it's just like 
it's just like you caramelize all your onions at once instead of having to do it every time. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> instead of having to, yeah, separately caramelize each slice. Each <laughs> ring. <laughs> Ooh, caramelized onion rings. That, hold on. Somebody has to have done that, right? Well, we don't have time to Google it because you need to leave. Well, I got seven minutes. Okay. All right. All right. Next, uh, next, your topic, Ryan, what sandwiches are better suited to a straight or a diagonal cut? So I'm weird and I, I, I like, I like a diagonal cut sandwich, usually a peanut butter and jelly one, but I don't do a full diagonal. I don't do like from corner to corner. I like kind of diagonal it, but so that like, they're like trapezoids almost, um, like a rhombus. Or like a rhombus, yeah. Like I don't quite go to the edge for for either, but it's not straight either. You know what I mean? Like it's So you're like a you're like a serial killer is what I'm what I'm kinda hearing. <laughs> you know, my All mother right, loves me. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Ryan, the expert on sandwiches and cutting them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I never claimed I am I'm a topic lord, not a topic master. Okay. All right. I'm a beast master. <laughs> April's a beast master. Oh, can I say how much it it sad it makes me sad that like I have these I have like 20 trophies. The Lordy Awards are all in a cardboard box <laughs> sitting behind me right now and nobody like except for like the few people who like I knew I would never see in my life and I just mailed it right to them. Yeah. Like I like I, there was a bunch of people I thought I was going to see at GDC. Not seeing them this year, probably. Aww. Yeah, it's such a you're sitting on a stack of maybe the most prestigious award in the country, and I was really excited to get mine. White gold, they call it. <laughs> they call it <laughs> white gold, baby. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not an expert, and I don't claim to have a set of rules about this, even though I absolutely do. Uh, it's that every flat sandwich, like you make you make a turkey sandwich or something, diagonal that shit. You make a PB&J, diagonal that shit. You make a rounded sandwich that has like a bun, like certain types of Cubano or like a Hawaiian sandwich. You can't, guess what? Can't cut that shit diagonal because no matter which way you slice it, it's just going to be two halves because it's round. Oh, yeah. Checkmate. Checkmate shapes. You could cut it diagonally, like on a different axis, like from the top to the bottom. <laughs> like, a, yeah, hit it with a katana from above and just kind of get it at a slant. Um, this is a really challenging sandwich. One half is so bready, and then the other half is sort of hit me with every ingredient at once, and it's 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 a lot. It's a lot for my palate. It's like when they, they fold the burrito wrong and like <laughs> oh, instead of eating yeah. like a, some ingredient of every ingredient in every bite, you're eating like, oh, this bite is all cheese. Oh, this bite is all beans. <laughs> yeah. You get like a sediment cross section of a burrito and it's like, you know, uh, here's the loam layer. I'm like yeah. here's the earth's mantle. <laughs> Shit. Um, here's the magma. Wow. Right. <laughs> burrito Gaia. She, she was in the center, but she was also inside me. This is what we'll name our next kid. <laughs> you guys are joking, but I just got, you can't see my face, but I just got deadly serious when you said that. Uh, we're not, we're not having another kid yet. <laughs> we're in the middle of a, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's a bad time to get pregnant. Well, it won't be here in nine months or we'll all be dead. So either way, you chuck <laughs> up. 
Get going. I, I will say the only – and I just discovered this rule recently from a friend of mine because I was also cutting my grilled churzes in diagonals because I just find that first bite off the corner of any sandwich really satisfying when you cut it diagonally because I'm also a psychopath like April apparently and like that's <laughs> that's what I'm getting out of the experience. But a friend of mine pointed out like if you cut a grilled cheese that way, it's really hard to get like an even distribution of tomato soup if you're dipping. But if you mm. cut it just straight across, like in two rectangles, then you can dip and get like an even layer of soup across it. So I was like, all right. And I, I conceded on that one. I, now I want to have grilled cheese with tomato soup. I'll make you some crispix. <laughs> with tomato soup. <laughs> Such a food dictator tonight. <laughs> all right. I think we, we've got three minutes. Jim, your next topic. Yeah, let's see if we can do this. Let's do it. So, I stayed in a hotel in Florence in 2009 where our room had a private bidet, but the whole floor shared a toilet. Topical. So, I think the intended use case was that you poop in the toilet and then without wiping, you just pull your pants up, run back to your room, and then use the bidet to clean yourself off. (laughs) I'm not laughing at the idea of bidets because I actually want one, but like... What a what a fun logic puzzle. Yeah, it's real weird, right? So do it's, you just it's like, like the farmer that has the 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 boat that can only hold two things and he's got corn? <laughs> yeah, the hen and the corn and the fox and shit. Except it's your butt, your poo, and a jet of water. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know. And this isn't me trying to have a dumb American perspective. Like I see a bidet, I use a bidet now. I just haven't seen one <laughs> but i'm ready but like yeah. what i think <laughs> hear me out were there any other accoutrement in the room with the with the regular old toilet was there anything else in there that might present a clue uh there was I, toilet paper i don't remember there was toilet paper in that room i think that's it then if there's tp in there then you're supposed to wipe like an animal uh, and then pull up the pants over your, your poopy butt. That's not quite as poopy as it was. And then I think you're right. You're just, you go back to the bidet and you take it to Squirtstown and then you're actually clean. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand why it's set up like that, but maybe it's really expensive to have like, but well, no, cause they can make toilets that just have the bidet in them. It doesn't need to be yeah. two separate items. So I don't get it. Maybe this hotel was like built before they invented that. Maybe this hotel, the toilet was always there. Yeah, I think that's a newer thing. I think I think bidets used to always be like a separate thing. They used to just be like right ne- or like right next to the toilet. I think. Yeah, yeah. When I was in other parts of Italy, uh, it, yours is still way stranger than mine. But my dumb American brain couldn't figure out why every hotel had a regular toilet, and then right next to it, another toilet-sized thing that was inexplicable. Yeah, it was like a sink for your ass. And what you were supposed to do, I think, is is take a poo and then kind of side saddle over to this other one and just wash your butt. But it wasn't like it squirted up. It was like a faucet. It was like the front of a tub, except it was like just a little cute tub for your butt. I was just saying I never used it, but not because I'm elitist. It was just because I was really scared I was A, going to fall in and B, it was just going to be a huge mess because I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. Right, yeah. I want to see a picture of this now. Yeah, Ryan, Not you se- using send us it. a picture of... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a picture of you trying to crab walk from a toilet to a half toilet. Like, <laughs> There's got to be a, like a word like upper decking like in French for like when you take a shit in somebody's bidet. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a word for that. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I bet it sounds really pretty, whatever it is. Yeah. We've got a box with a bidet attachment that just arrived today. Yeah. So we're going to try that shit out. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I want one. Yeah, I'm going to install it sometime in the next couple of days. We haven't run out of toilet paper, so we're good. Yeah. But we're just like, if we can make this work, we don't need toilet paper. No, you will have transcended the whole economy. People are people are weirded out by those here, but like a friend of a friend of mine pointed out like a couple months ago and it's like stuck with me and got me on Bidet Street. Um, he was like, well, what's the problem? Uh, and it was like, well, it just feels weird to have water shoot up your butt. And he was like, well, if a bird took a shit on your arm, would you just wipe it off with toilet paper and then call it a day? And it's like, no, of course not. Like I would want to get a whole arsenal on that part of me. And it's like, okay, well, why didn't I do that for the grossest part of my anatomy every day? Okay. Well, sure. But what if a bird took a shit on your butthole? (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. First of all, I want to see this this scenario in which Ryan's butthole is exposed enough. Ryan, send us a video. For your bird to shit on it. I, I've hold on. I've got a I've got a Google Photos album link for you guys. Just one second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to delete it. I'm just trying to imagine the scenario in which that could happen, and it's really silly. Um, when I was in Hawaii once, uh, a bird shit on my mouth. It just flew over and it shit, and it the the bird shit just landed on my on my lips. He gave you a kiss. <laughs> That's less less than ideal. I just kind of stood there and I was just like, how did this happen to me? How did it land right there? <laughs> Where else? Where else would it land? It could have landed on my nose. How did it miss my nose and hit yeah, my like, mouth? Like we evolved a nose so that bird shit would, <laughs> would be less likely to land in our mouths. Yeah, this exact scenario was... Supposed to have been solved by evolution forever ago. Oh man, it was uh, it was gross. But you know, there was a there was a I was right by a creek and I was like, I don't know what's in that water, but guess what? It's gonna have some bird shit in it because I'm washing my face off with this creek water. Because I'm going in, baby. Wow, he really sent us a Google Images link. Wow. Yeah. What what could I, be on the other side of this link? It's the thing. It's not. It's not your butthole. What is <laughs> no, that? It's not my butthole being exposed to the sky. It's the thing on the right or on the right of that image yeah. is a regular toilet. For listeners, I, it yeah. looks like an American toilet without the tank. It's just a, the bottom bit. And then the left part is like a sink, but it's at ass height. And you're supposed what the to. the hell do you do with it? That's the thing is, right? I'm not trying to judge. I'm saying as somebody who comes from a country where we've never seen this configuration, I don't think I ever used it while I was there for like a week and a half because I was just like, am I supposed to dunk my whole ass in this bowl and <laughs> scrub a dub? And I, I think I've heard since then that that is what you're supposed to do. But like, I don't know. I uh, That can't be sanitary. There's got to be like a YouTube video explaining this with <laughs> diagrams and... Well, there's got to be a YouTube video somewhere of a bird pooping up someone else's butt, but I don't need to go look for it. <laughs> I can just know it's out there and be fine. Well, no, this is this is this really matters because we're about to try to figure out how to use a bidet. So, like, it's not going to look like that. I promise. Okay, all right, uh, Ryan. So you need to go. 
I do. I got to give my dogs a bath. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you have nothing to plug, so you can just get out of here if you want. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you guys. It's always a pleasure. I'll, I'll put your I'll put your Twitter handle in the show notes, like usual. That'd be great. Yeah, follow me if you want game audio advice or dumb dumb dad jokes about the coronavirus trying to alleviate a world's worth of anxiety. And and I'm not doing a good job. Maybe don't follow it's- me on Twitter, <laughs> but you can put the link anyway. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's cool. fine. I have to go. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Later. Bye, Ryan. Bye. Hey, April, do you want to do one more? Sure. All right. Just let's just let's yes, just try, let's just try to hit an hour because, like, usually I remove bo- the boring parts from the show, uh-huh. and in, in this case, I'll have to add them <laughs> because <laughs> just add some like some random like audio like bits, you know, like for the for the zoo animal one, you could just put a an animal noise for every one of the animals that we mentioned. Oh yeah, you could try to find a platypus that would, sound. That would add another like ten seconds. Each animal, we mentioned like five animals. Yeah. yeah. So it's like five seconds then. Do you see any of these you want to answer? We haven't done a write-in this episode because we were like trying to blaze through it. No, I don't want to answer any of those. Okay. All the write-ins <laughs> suck. <laughs> Where's our current topics? I mean, th- these are the ones we, I mean, Ryan's not here, so we can't do his. Mm, mm-hmm. These are the ones I have. You didn't think of any. I had two topics fair there's plenty of topics okay um i think we should just end it (laughs) all right that's sorry for the fake out at the end there guys zoo noises (laughs) 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 meow meow hi this is jim this is the audio i append to every episode of topic lords congratulations to our newly anointed lords if you'd like more people to hear the show you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. You can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.